Hello, faithful listeners. This is Pastor John Clowder from Faith Lutheran Church here in Forest Lake, and we are so glad that you are listening online to our online podcast. Welcome you to worship anytime on Sundays at 9 a.m. or 10.30, and thanks for being here. Thanks for participating in worship with us as we look forward to the week ahead. A reading from Ezekiel, the 17th chapter. Thus says the Lord, I myself will take a sprig from the lofty top of a cedar. I will set it out. I will break off a tender one from the topmost of its young twigs. I myself will plant it on high and lofty mountain. On the mountain height of Israel, I will plant it in order that it may produce boughs and bear fruit and become a noble cedar. Under it, every kind of bird will live. In the shade of its branches will nest winged creatures of every kind. All the trees of the field shall know that I am the Lord. I bring low the high tree. I make high the low tree. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, the Lord, have spoken. I will accomplish it. A gospel reading from the fourth chapter of Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seeds on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, he does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. Jesus also said, With what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all seeds on earth. Yet when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. With many such parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as they were able to hear it. He did not speak to them except in parables, but he explained everything in private to his disciples. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from the Creator, Christ, and the Holy Spirit, who is definitely with us here today. My name is Pastor Julie Wright, and I am Director of Church Partnerships and Volunteerism at Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota. And it is my honor and my joy to be with you today in person. Um, This is my first worship service in person with people, Um, so this is especially... um, a great day to be here. Um, I also want to thank um, Deacon Nina for inviting me, as well as Pastor John. Now, Deacon Nina and I shared an office for a year when I was just a baby pastor, as they call it. I I was an intern pastor um, in uh, South Minneapolis at another congregation, and we had the joy of sharing an office for a year. Um, And then I am just so excited for you to welcome back Pastor John next week. Um, I also served in the Army National Guard um, in Minnesota and North Dakota and spent some time in South Carolina at the base where he is right now uh, receiving training there as well. So I'm really excited to um, meet up with Pastor John for coffee and learn all about his, uh, the new aspect of his ministry um, and talk about what we talked about here today. So I bring you greetings on behalf of Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota, which is your social service agency. I don't know if you're aware, but LSS of Minnesota is owned by the six synods across Minnesota. 
So this is your social service agency. The, the vision and mission of, of LSS is to express the love of Christ for all people throughout the state of Minnesota through service that inspires hope, changes lives, and builds community so that all people may have the opportunity to live and work in community with full and abundant lives. Doesn't that sound good? So we provide services to all 87 counties throughout Minnesota, from International Falls all the way down to Worthington and beyond. You may be familiar with LSS because of some of the services that they provide, such as adoption and foster care, support for youth experiencing homelessness, assistance for families and parents and children, nutrition and companionship for older adults, and accompanying people to live a full and abundant lives for those who live with disabilities. Now, another part of the work that LSS does is working with um, migrants and refugees and welcoming them to the state of Minnesota. I will invite you to view this short video from Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, and then I will continue and and talk with you some more about that today. So short short video message, um, just three minutes long. Hi, my name is Chris O'Mara Vignaraja, and I'm President and CEO of Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, or LIRS. You've likely seen the headlines surrounding the influx of unaccompanied children at our southern border, and I know many of you are wondering what you can do and how you can help. First, I'd like to help put the alarming numbers and headlines we've been seeing in context. Since April 2020, we have observed steady increases of people arriving at our southern border, many seeking protection and safety. Some are unaccompanied children, meaning they are not traveling with a parent or guardian. In the past few weeks, they've been arriving in high numbers from the Northern Triangle, which includes El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras. several factors have coalesced in 2020 and early 2021 to create an emergency situation requiring children to seek safety outside of their home country. They are in many cases fleeing for their lives. Today things are complicated even further by the pandemic. According to U.S. law, unaccompanied children are supposed to be processed by CBP and then transferred quickly to the Office of Refugee Resettlement, ORR, an agency with child welfare expertise whose network of providers, including LIRS, care for these kids until they can be safely reunited with their sponsor. But ORR's capacity, just like so many other places, has been significantly reduced in the last year. To try to address this immediate problem, the federal government has opened temporary influx facilities to move children out of CBP detention. These facilities are not a real solution. But of course, no child should be in CBP detention facilities that are so clearly not meant for kids. These children are not just in our custody, but in our care. And any location should be subject to child welfare best practices, come with an expiration date, and exclude operation by private for-profit entities. But there is good news. While the children have come to the border alone, about 85% of them have a parent or relative who's already in the U.S. That's where LIRS comes in. We are working quickly to reunite children with their families and give them a safe, stable home. 
and we're advocating on the national level to ensure children are protected and cared for. We invite you to support however you can through donations, prayers, advocacy, or even applying to become a foster parent. We ask too that you collaborate with us to promote compassion, empathy, and education. Children at the border, like all children, deserve love and safety. Please join us in this work of welcome. That video from Lutheran Immigration and Refugee Service, who is a partner of Lutheran Social Service of Minnesota, tells an important but complicated story about the current environment when it comes to migrants and refugees seeking to enter the U.S. at the southern border. Next Sunday, uh, there will be a video from one of my colleagues, Kate Dewan, who works um, directly with those refugee individuals and families as they come to Minnesota, as they um, continue their, their seeking of asylum and to bring um, safety and community into their lives. Now, Minnesota has a long and proud tradition of helping refugees find safety and establish new lives in community, and this dates way back to World War II. Today's refugees come from many, many parts of the world, including Afghanistan, Burma, which is called Myanmar, Democratic Republic of Congo, Ethiopia, Iraq, and Somalia. And while the countries change over the years, the human needs remain the same. Refugee families we serve have escaped war, religious persecution, and violence in their homes and communities, living through what many of us cannot even fathom, including starvation, desperation in refugee camps, and sickness with limited or no access at all to medical care. When refugees arrive in Minnesota, they come with very little, usually what they can fit into a suitcase and the clothes that they are wearing. And they need a place to live, a job to sustain their families, and emotional support to heal from the experiences that brought them to the U.S. in the first place, traumatic experiences that they have endured. That's where congregations like yours and individuals like you can make a real difference in their lives. Now, I want to tell you a story about an individual that I got to know, and I will, I will call him Ali. Prior to becoming a pastor, I served as a chaplain. And one day I was going to the, the door of the hospital room where Ali was staying. And I knocked on the door and I said hello and I introduced himself as chaplain. And I asked if I could visit with him for a little while. And he said, no, thank you. I don't need a chaplain. I am Muslim. And after explaining that there, I was there to have conversation and, and to be a friend for him and to listen to him and that I would honor his faith, he said, no, no thank you, chaplain. I'm, I'm just not interested in talking. And as I turned to leave, leave the room, he said, hold on a minute. What kind of Christian are you? And I thought for a minute, and I, I made a joke about being, um, you know, the best kind of Christian around, and I said, well, I'm a Lutheran pastor. It was then that his demeanor completely changed. He sat up in his hospital bed, and he said, please, chaplain, come and sit and stay a while. And we had conversation about his family and his friends and his country and his faith 
It was a wonderful conversation. And then as I was preparing to leave, I said, Ali, why, why did you change? Why did you invite me in when you, when you heard that I was Lutheran? And he said, well, because when my family first came to Minnesota, we had nothing. We had nothing. And it was the Lutherans who welcomed us and provided beds for my children to sleep in and towels for us to use as we washed and clothing to wear and a place to stay. He said that the Lutherans were the ones, and this always gets me teary, the Lutherans were the ones who said they provided what the faith tells them is important, which is hospitality, which is the warm welcome. And he said, for that reason, I love Lutherans. I will never forget that story. I will never forget that day. And I will never forget Ali. Jesus illuminates in the gospel reading today from Mark that planting seeds is laborious and mysterious. And so is the kingdom of God, in which Jesus speaks of. Jesus often speaks about the kingdom or the reign of God, not by saying what it is, but rather what it is like because it is so difficult to understand. So Jesus compares it. He says, the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, the tiniest of seeds, that when it is sown into the ground, it becomes a great, a a large shrub that puts forth large branches so that the birds of the air can come and nest and take shelter and enjoy the shade. Now, in our time and place, we might consider the kingdom or the reign of God to be more like a sunflower seed or a wildflower seed that when planted, it takes root and it grows and it becomes pollen for bees and offers shade for the wren and prevents erosion and provides beauty for all to enjoy. We might consider another example that of our neighbors from across the world, refugees who come here because their home is not safe, because of war and persecution, those who seek safety and shelter and an opportunity to live and to grow, to form stable and healthy homes, and to put down roots in a community. You have likely heard the African adage that it takes a village to raise a child, right? So also, I would say a community is required to empower and to lift up and to support a refugee. In preparation for next week's um, celebration here of Refugee Sunday, um, I see that you are collecting backpacks for refugees and supplies to put into those backpacks. Those are seeds planted that will take root and will grow in ways that you will never know for generations to come. Amen? Amen. Faith Lutheran Church, you are that village, that community, generous and gracious gardeners who work side by side planting seeds of hope in the sunshine and in the rain who rest together and play together and worship together, and you labor together so that your neighbors can have a life filled with hope 
and abundance. That is what Jesus spoke of today. Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then it says, The people will ask, Lord, when did we see you hungry? Or thirsty? And when did we give you clothes or something to drink? When did we give you uh, somewhere to stay? And when did we come visit you? And he says, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for the least of these, these brothers and sisters of yours, you have done for me. I want to thank you, members of faith and friends who have visited today, thank you for your extraordinary ministry here and your generosity with and on behalf of refugees and migrants, those who come here seeking hope and healing. Your gifts of backpacks, your gift of friendship, and your gift of prayers. I thank you also for your gift of money that you provide to Lutheran Social Service so that we can walk alongside and empower refugees, youth who are homeless, people who are seeking community and healing. Thank you for being co-workers with LSS of Minnesota in this ministry of caring for all of our neighbors so that the kingdom of God may take root and grow for generations to come. Now I invite you to pray with me. Gracious Creator, thank you for the migrants and refugees in our communities, even those who we may never meet. Help us to see through eyes that it is possible for all to flourish under one sky, one earth, with all the resources that you have provided. Help us to see the fertile soil that you have provided that we might plant something new together with our neighbors, knowing that with your wisdom, something new and unexpected might take root. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Well, that's it for this week's sermon. Thank you for joining us. Look for more information on faithfl.org or certainly reach out to the office if you would like to receive weekly email updates. Thank you.